A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, rock and fly, baby. This is Action Bronson. And we're yeah. in the Vice Studios right now. And we're on the Munchies podcast with the beautiful, vivacious, unbelievably talented and knowledgeable Helen Holliman. Uh, she got me stoned over here with cake. And then Phil and Phil is in here and shit. Yo, shouts to my man Phil. He brought he, he came through. He's taping us nicely. I like different feelings. I like being too high when your eyes droop, too much Novocaine when your mouth droops a little bit, and too drunk sometimes where you're just laying on the floor in a position you've never been in before, sober, but somehow you got into it, drunk. I just love extremes. So yeah, this is it's just high octane shit. Hi, I'm Helen Holliman, Editor-in-Chief of Munchies, and welcome back to Munchies the Podcast. We are here at Vice Headquarters with none other than Mr. Wonderful himself, world-renowned rapper, culinary titan in the kitchen, Queens native, Action Bronson. Welcome made to me the blush. studio. <laughs> made me blush with that intro. I'm actually blushing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So... A huge congratulations on your brand new book, Fuck That's Delicious, which is so beautiful, and we're going to talk all about it. And you also have a nasty, wonderful album called Blue Chips 7000. Nasty. <laughs> I like that. That's the first it thing. It is that came nasty. Out. It's so good. It is nasty. You're right. <laughs> so... You also have a new show on Viceland. It's called Hungry Hearts with Action Bronson. You're making true love come true for a lot of young single people out there. <laughs> and um, so this year you've been doing a lot for the world. It's been a lot. It's been so much stuff, man. It's like I can't even I can't even begin to even understand how I could even do so many things at one time. But you do. You're a renaissance man. Uh, it's... I don't know. I feel like I'm a busybody. I need a lot of things going on at one time. I like to create a controlled chaos type of situation. I like to always make myself feel like I'm under pressure. I'm this, I'm that, you know? It feels good. I like to play with my emotions. I just want to point something out, which is that you're wearing a blue Carhartt shirt, and yeah. you have a Twizzler in the pocket. I do. Can you explain what that just... This is a three-button Henley by Carhartt. It's my shirt of choice for many, 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 many years. Um, uh, it's durable. It's perfect for the workplace, for the construction site, for the kitchen. It holds so many things in the pocket. I could hold my construction pencil. I could hold a Twizzler like I do now. I've also put driving gloves in this pocket. BMW driving gloves. So many different things fit in here. My phone fits perfectly, but it sags a little bit, so it makes the shirt look weird. But overall, a lot of things go in this pocket. 
I like the Twizzler though. I feel yeah, like the, twi- I could, the Twizzler and a rose would be would be it appropriate. Yeah, that's yeah. how I go. That's how I roll. <laughs> All right, so I want to get right into it, and let's talk about Fuck That's Delicious, the yes, book. Ma'am. So Mario Batali called it a map inside of Bronson's brain. <clears throat> Do you agree? And tell me about what made you want to write this book. Well, I just want to shout out Mario Batali for that amazing forward that he wrote. I feel like the forward is better written than anything that I've ever said ever. You know what I mean? Like... It's just fucking perfect. The way he just starts off by quoting Proust's Madeline, or however you fucking pronounce it, and my version of it is the bagel and cheese. You know, because you can find beauty in so many different things. In my eyes, you know, that's beautiful. Bagel and cheese is divine. It's perfect. And it is a map in my brain because it's all over the fucking place. You're gonna, I'll be talking about something and randomly just go off on a tangent of something else, and that's depicted in this book. It's just, it's kind of like a little journal with a lot of pictures and a real good cover. You know, it's kind of like the Indiana Jones book. You know, when fucking Sean Connery had that book? It's like that, but just bound and made by Abrams. I feel like you are sort of the. I don't want to say like Larousse gastronomique, but the you are the embodiment of good living in this world for all foodies, and I hate that term foodie, but yeah. I think you are <coughs> really living your best life. So Thank you. this book is a reflection of that. Absolutely. And, you know, tell me about when you were thinking about organizing this book. I think it's great because you have recipes in it. You also have a lot of moments from your travels, from Fuck That's Delicious, the show. How did you come up with some of the things? Like you have food pairings in there, which are pretty delicious, like ting and Jamaican beef patties. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, that's just things that I've lived. You know, that's a queen's, that's a queen's staple right there is a beef patty and a ting. When you go to the Jamaican spot, that's what they have. You either get the crazy island flavor fruit punches or the, or the peanut drink, you know, or that cola that they have, and you get a beef patty, you know, the beef patty in itself is a symphony of so many different flavors and cultures clashing, you know what I mean? And then to deconstruct it and make it into something more, you know, like when you have a beef patty in a pizzeria, you put fucking mozzarella cheese and pepperoni on it, and what the hell does that become? It's just like, it's just this cultural icon of thing. But that's just one pairing. Pairings are just low from life, man. I just, you know, the book is pretty much a hundred things that I love. And it's not even, I've left off so many things. So this is a saga. This is like Britannica. I like to, I like to call this my Britannica. My insight. So there's going to be a series, as I hope, of just pairings and beauty and things. That, because a hundred things is really not that many things when you think about it. But on paper, it looks like a lot. There's a lot of shit to read. But I could, you know, ring off a hundred things right now uh, that are different from the book that I've experienced since writing the book with Rachel Wharton, might I add. Great. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. Incredible person. Fun. I enjoy. (laughs) For those who haven't seen Fuck That's Delicious, 
describe the experience of the term fuck that's delicious when you put something delicious in your mouth what should happen i mean it's just that you 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 kind of lose control of yourself you lose control of any type of you know you you lose your inhibitions you just say whatever comes it's like truth serum you know delicious something delicious in your mouth is like truth serum and uh you know the f- most of the time it's like fuck it's like they just upset at it like damn how is this so good I, I get upset at food like what the fuck and I start cursing at it it's just unbelievably delicious you just get that the hell you're just taken aback so one of the things that I love about this book is there are a couple big things that stand out to me that you love passionately there are amazing moments with lamb bread especially your mom's hala, and truffles which we both share mm. a love of mm. what to you makes a truffle great i mean what makes a truffle great they have to you know just the the physical they have to be heavy for the most part when you know a truffle's good when it's heavy firm um you know, when they're, you have to be seasonal. You, you eat white when they're in season. You eat black when they're in season. You're not going to really get white any other time of the year. If you do, it's fake. It's like that the, the plastic rice that these motherfuckers are making, you know? <laughs> and uh, I don't know, just, you know, I had some black truffles in France that were, they were just didn't, they were beautiful looking. They just didn't have the punch. And then I had some little baby ones from, from Australia Man, they were beautiful this year. Beautiful. Summer truffles. What a, like for you, a white truffle, for example, what should it smell like? Because we've actually had truffle dealers on the show before, and I used to be a truffle dealer, and I always say it should smell like weed and Parmesan cheese. But like to you, what is a stinky truffle? I sometimes I sometimes get like a, like an oniony smell, like a garlicky smell sometimes from them, if you go real deep into it. But... um it's hard to explain. You, you you taste the forest, in my opinion. It's like sweet forest funk, if that makes sense. If anyone has ever tasted the forest, I've actually tasted the forest. <laughs> <laughs> From fucking Chef Narisawa in Japan. <laughs> he made me a dish. He took the, he took dirt and, gra- and everything from the forest, and I ate the motherfucking forest. So that's what it tastes like. It tastes like the soil it's from. It's like... I. I don't think I have the language to explain what it should smell like and taste like. I just know when it's banging. When you shave it beautifully right on top of that hot butter and then it, that smell just hits you in the face, that's where it's at, you know? Or even on some ice cream, that's where it's at. I, where did you learn that trick? Because not many people know that. Well, I, I don't know. I just I like shaving truffles on all kinds of things, but I think that I learned that trick from... Uh, Chef Missy Robbins from Lilia, she was shaving and, uh, and making this thing called the Italian Job, and I was already putting olive oil on ice cream for a long time, but then she fucking set my whole game up by adding the truffle and the honey and the sea salt. Oofa, you know, it's like, where do you go from there? When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Yeah. Well, I want to go back. Uh, you've had a pretty amazing career. You were a chef for eight years, a little over that, right? I mean, I, let's, let's, I'm, I was a cook, you know. I, to be a chef is so much more, but yeah. I'm, I'm more of a chef now than I was back then when I was working hard every single day, which is a crazy thing. You know, you come from a long line of amazing cooks in your family. Your dad owned a restaurant. Your yeah. grandmother was clearly an incredible cook. Your mom is an amazing baker. Yeah. Looking to how you trans... My aunt. Your, your, oh, your aunt is... A killer. Unbelievable. If you haven't seen her make baklava, you should go online and watch it. It's unbelievable. But looking kind of at your career and how you've become this amazingly successful rapper, amazingly successful culinary person. Was there a moment for you that sort of your path shifted? Because I know you mentioned yeah. you broke your leg in your book. That's really, the, that's really, I always cite that as the, the turning point of my life. That was the turning point of my life. I was, you know, I wasn't really doing much with myself. I was just living. I, you know, I was didn't have much direction. I was in the kitchen every day, but it wasn't like, I wasn't succeeding to the point where I was gonna open my own place or, you know, working at all these nice, you know, fancy places and pr just progressing, period. And I fucking broke my leg by chance. And everything, you know, switched for me after that. my Something clicked in my mind and I just I pretty much became a man. I, I was, 26 years old, you know, I was fucking around a lot. I didn't really, I wasn't mature. So I'm not like mature now, but I'm much more mature than I was. Um, yeah, that was, that was the turning point. And then I said that I'm never ever, like, because I never really followed through with things in my life. I quit school, I quit culinary school, this, right? Just nonstop not following through with shit. And I said that that's not happening ever again in my life. I'm gonna. I'm gonna follow through with things, and since I started following through with things, nothing but good things have happened. For you, I mean, there I've watched your career grow, especially I remember when I first heard of you, and it's you in Queens going around to your favorite places to eat. You know, I started listening to your music because I used to cook, and because so many of your lines are cooking references. Mm -hmm. For you, what is perfect food? And how does that translate into when you are songwriting? I mean, you know, food in the in, in the in the studio space is always a big deal. Motherfuckers get hungry, smoking a lot of weed, bullshitting. There's gotta be a food situation. Happy food for me, it's just, you know, things that, that give you that fuzzy feeling like nostalgic things or just even just trying something brand new like I, I just recently went to a place in L.A. called Saps. Uh, oh, fuck me, man. Yeah, it's so good. Now, I've had, I've had that type of food before. But when you eat it there, it's like, what the fuck have I been missing, you know? Like, Thai food wasn't the same. Like, they had this one dish that I just ordered three or four times during, I was, during the time I was there. It was the crispy pork belly 
with the chili basil garlic over the rice. It was fucking nuts. It was nuts. And then they had the wonton soup there with the beautiful, just, it was just, I don't, it's not even Thai, but wonton soup, the way they made it was just gorgeous. Just everything there. Even the Thai iced tea. I don't really fuck with it because I don't really love the tea that they use. Here, I loved it. <laughs> Longinberry juice and shit like that. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I get crazy. Like, that's the type of thing that, like, thing I get passionate about that stuff because those are good memories. We were fucking bugging out at the table. Like, yo, this is so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking eyes rolling back, you know, in the back. Like, orgasm. Just eyes rolling in the back of your head. And, oh, my God. I had to fucking light up a cigarette this big, you know? And when I say this big, I'm, I'm talking about two feet. <laughs> a two-foot cigarette. <laughs> so something I think a lot of people probably don't know about you is, which they can glean from watching you or listening to you, but you do legitimately have an amazing palate. Like, I've seen you firsthand describe wine and food in a way that a lot of food writers actually can't nail. So... You know, with that... I just say what I feel. <laughs> and I don't... You know, like a lot of people, they try and pinpoint exactly what it is. And it's not... You can't do... It's not... You... I don't care whose palate is the... Like, you can't taste wine and just... You, it, it's all imagination. You know? It, it's, it's what makes makes you feel the way you're thinking at that moment. Like, yeah, there'll be certain properties that everyone could pick out. But then the further explanation is really what takes shit over the top. You know, like I, I always, I don't know. I just have a lot of comparisons. Like sometimes I've compared things to like Mr. Softy Slushy, or and that's very specific. Getting the slushy from the Mr. Softy truck is a specific one. It, there's just so many different comparisons that could be made, and I feel like you just gotta say exactly how you feel, and that's not wrong. It's not really wrong. But I think you might be a super taster. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I will tell you this. I do have heightened senses of smell for sure. Like when I walk through Macy's, I want to fucking shoot somebody in the fucking in this fragrance section. All that mixture, I can't go through there. Yeah. I, I can't that. walk through the fragrance section. That's how I know <laughs> I have a crazy palate. <laughs> do you like the smell of fresh laundry? I love the smell of so many things that could be weird. I love fresh laundry smell, absolutely. That's fucking tremendous to me. I love the smell of right after it rains, you know? Like on a, on a, in a summer day, it's like dew. I fucking love that, because that's like, it reminds me of, I don't know, just maybe good times. I could also distinct <laughs> what someone ate. Oh, you had chicken just now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want someone farts? You know, I know I know chicken and turkey farts any day. Cabbage farts. See, you're a super smeller. I could figure it out. Yeah. But, you know, things that I actually like to smell is like bread. <laughs> I love the smell of bread. I love fucking ch any type of charred meat. Charred meat, really. You could fucking lure me to do anything with the fucking charred meat smell. You could take me anywhere. You could get me in a van, tie me up and do whatever you want as long as you're luring me with charred meat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like listening to you describe food is sort of like an ASMR video. Like, it's very soothing. And um, with that, 
I think we should eat something so we can have you describe it. Yeah, please. This yeah. is actually one. Of, uh, you know what? Give me one second. Oh, yeah. Let me yeah. holler at ba- Barry yeah, Frischman. Yeah, let's get Barry Frischman. What are you going to do right now? I'm going, I'm going to holler at Barry Frischman because you didn't get the gelato that comes with the olive oil cake from Chef Rebecca DeAngelis <laughs> at Babo, who makes one of my favorite things in life is the olive oil rosemary cake with olive oil and sea salt and olive oil gelato. So give me one second while I ask Barry Frisch if he has a substitute vanilla flavor. (laughs) So Action just got up to go grab some gelato from Barry Frisch, our test kitchen manager, because Phil here forgot to get proper gelato from Babo. Phil, you'll keep your job today, but... Don't do it again. Hey, man, it's hard being a producer. Nobody <laughs> told me about the ice cream. God damn. It's also 92 degrees. That shit would have melted. Yeah, that's fair. There's not enough stabilizer. God bless. No, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much to Action Bronson for stopping by. And as always, thanks so much to my podcast producer, Phil Dumhofsky. You should check out Action's brand new book, Fuck, That's Delicious. And for the full Mr. Wonderful experience, you can read it while listening to his brand new album, Blue Chip 7000. And if you haven't watched Hungry Hearts with Action Bronson on Viceland, you should probably go do that too. And hey, here's my own cash for gold moment. We're putting out our very first cookbook. It's called Munchies Late Night Meals from the World's Best Chefs. It drops October 24th, and the best part is, you can pre-order it now for a better life. You can get all of our delicious Munchies content over at munchies.tv. Hit us up at Munchies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, too. And if you like the show, show us some love and rate it on iTunes. It actually does help us out. I'm Helen Holliman. I'll talk to y'all real soon. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.